Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shed Geek Podcast here at Union Grove Lumber Studios. To know more about the Shed Geek Podcast, visit us at shedgeek.com. And for all your lumber needs, call one of the team members at 704-539-5506 or visit us online at uniongrovelumber.com. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Shed Geek Podcast. Your host, Shannon Latham here, and I have Wendell Yoder and Gerald Rhodes on uh, on the uh, podcast today, all the way from Nebraska. Wendell, you guys, uh, I guess you want to introduce yourself, but I already did, but uh, <laughs> if you want to <laughs> say hello to the guest and just kind of uh, tell us uh, where you're, the name of your company, what you do, and, and where you're located. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm Wendell Yoder, uh, Southeast Nebraska area. Got the business of uh, Mid America Structures, and uh, yeah, we manufacture sheds. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And Gerald. Yep, I'm Gerald Rhodes. I uh, just came on board with Mid America Structures here in February, so I'm kind of new to the shed industry. Uh, but I uh, have the position of sales manager and dealer support here at uh, Mid America. So. Very cool. Very awesome. And so thankful to have you guys on the show today. Uh, certainly been a pleasure getting to know you guys. And yeah, I think you guys have such a big, big, big future ahead. So Wendell, tell me a little bit about Mid-America Structures. I, I've I've kind of been doing almost like a little mini series here lately where I've been connecting with a lot of manufacturers. And I want to do that more coming up. I often say that sometimes it seems like a manufacturer, if they don't connect with others, are in a bit of a fishbowl, and they only see what happens inside their company. And I, I think Facebook allows you to maybe get outside of that a little bit, but not all dealers have that. And and the, the podcast, I think, can provide that to some that don't. What do you feel like? Well, let's let's not get on what do you feel like is, is happening in the industry yet. Let's just learn a little bit more about how you came about, because that might be able to uh, explain to us where it is you think you're going. So, so tell me about the the beginnings of Mid America Structures. How'd you get started? Yeah, um, well, we definitely started off um, very very small um, on a shoestring budget, you know, type of deal. But I've I've been in construction most of my growing up life. You know, even from from school days, uh, summer times, I would I would go out and. Um, help help some pe- people, you know, from my church and those deck jobs or siding jobs. Or, and then for a couple of years there, I was in the lawn care, um, helping out doing lawn care. Got got tired of that. I felt like I wasn't learning anything more, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so. Um, I've, been, I've been there. And yeah. literally with, okay. even, with, with even the lawn care. I used to own a lawn business. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. I literally gotcha. have yeah, been like, there. <laughs> Every Monday you you do this route. Every Tuesday you do that route, uh-huh. and it was good for me. I enjoyed it, but uh, yeah, just just got got tired of it. Uh, in the meantime, while I was doing lawn care, winter time I was again in the construction field. You know, helping helping out people. Um, yeah, in the construction industry, and then an opportunity came up to go and work for a shed manufacturer. And, um, and so I, I did, and I mean, it was like, it was like, it clicked it. I mean, this is what I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just loved it. I, I love the work environment. I love the, um, so we were percentage base pay. So I was my own, own motivator, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you know, to me working by the hour, you know, lunch um, lunch couldn't come come quick enough, you know. <laughs> Working by percentage, um, lunch came came too quick, you know, because of um, never yeah, it was all on. Just never yeah, enough that's right. Time. Yeah, 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 that's exactly right. Well, um, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was I'm, I just was thinking I'd stop and elaborate on that point. Um, I, that's much of the industry, you know what I mean. You you're allowed mm-hmm. to kind of be your own boss, your own motivator mm-hmm. in that sense and i i think i think that's great i think a percentage base is uh, you can make an argument i suppose for any but you can see where obviously it it motivated you you found something you wanted to do and now you're there building sheds and swinging hammers with both hands and 
you know, trying to trying to get these things done. So I think that's an important part. Now, when you started, you weren't in Nebraska. You were building in a different state. That, yep, that, that is correct. I built, well, I actually built for two di- different companies for a little bit. Um, I built a little while um, in Georgia, and that's where I actually built my first shed at. Yeah, in Montezuma, Georgia. I have a married sister. Yeah, have a married sister that that lives there. Built for a couple months there, and then an opportunity came up in Kansas, and so moved back to the Midwest because that's where I was from uh, originally, and and built for the company out of Kansas. Then decided you wanted to be in hill country, huh? I guess so. Yep, I guess so. One <laughs> wanted to to experience some wind in my life. I guess. <laughs> It's a lot of wind out here. I gotcha. Yeah. But yeah. Now, but then, let's see, I'm trying to think of the story from even some of the first times that me and you talked. Now, when when the opportunity came up, you actually had uh, had been doing some other work through uh, mission work. Is that is that right? Yes. Yep. That That is correct. I've built for, built sheds for all total of maybe one year. I, I think, uh, maybe not quite 10 months, maybe. And yes, I, I volunteered and, and went to the handicapped children's home in Virginia where, yeah, you volunteer. And, um, I was there for a year and a half, basically volunteered my time there to, um, to take care of, of these handicapped children. And all really good growing experience in my life. Um, mm-hmm. One of them times when I look back and and I I don't regret it at all. It was really really good for me. So yeah. And then um, in the meantime, so formerly we lived in about central Missouri, and in the meantime, my family uh, moved up here to Nebraska um, area. And I came, I, so once, once my term of service was done, I, I, yeah, I came back home. I, I, I was living yeah, at home at the time. And uh, the property that, that they purchased, um, a little farmstead, with, uh, had a 46 by 80 pool shed on, dirt floor in it. Mm. And right away, the wheels started turning. I was yeah, it's up here in Nebraska. There was no other shed manufacturers in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, at all, and I, um, I was like, "Wow, yeah, here is a wide open opportunity." In the meantime, so while I was there in in service, um, I met this this lady that I thought I couldn't live without, and <laughs> <laughs> we started uh, courting, dating at the time. So came back from from service there, basically didn't didn't make make an income for a year and a half came back and decided to yeah, start this shed industry and dove into it wide open went out well yeah pulled concrete you know th- th- throughout the whole shed there mm-hmm. uh, throughout the, that pool barn went out and bought you know all the the bare necessity tools that, mm-hmm. that I needed about that time just the timing was right. Um, I decided to to, to uh, propose to my girlfriend um, at the time. There, to my shock, she she said yes. <laughs> and after she said yes, I I, I told her, uh, you know what, you, you just said you're going to marry a guy that has only about. I think at the time I had like 120 bucks in my bank account or so. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. I got to tell you when when me and my wife got married. Uh, it was March of 2000 and we brought $600 to the, to the, um, uh, marriage. I brought five, I brought five and she brought about 595. (laughs) 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 And we we used those to put flooring in our, in uh, we lived in a single wide 1973 trailer home. And, uh, she was chasing me down the hall one time and I love to tell the story. She was chasing me down the hall and I jumped on the bed trying to get away from her. 
And then I jumped off and I went straight through the floor. <laughs> tried to get away from it. <laughs> I went, and That's so good. we had to use the money That's to replace good. the flooring in the house yep. because it really wasn't all that good. So I look back on some of those times and, and I want you to keep going with your story there, but I just I guess I'm mm-hmm. sort of reminiscing and uh nostalgia hits you sometimes. Uh, those are some of the happiest years of our life in terms of marriage, mm-hmm. in terms of what we were doing. We, we were poor. We were broke, but mm-hmm. we were happy. I guess living on love, they say, you know, and uh, yep. those yep. were those were literally some of the best years. And even in the struggle, you were talking about doing mission work and not getting paid and and uh, mm-hmm. taking care of those children. And gosh, what a what a testimony, because I, 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 I totally get it. Um, I've said before, one of the happiest years of my life was being able to do, you know, faith-based drug and alcohol rehabilitation. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I've I've always had a heart for prison ministry. And uh, I guess, you know, what that boils down to for me is just, you know, wanting to see dads be dads and families be whole. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, so I've I've always had a, a, you know, a bit of a passion for that. And for some reason, God always is able to give me the hard knocks and you know, I just, I, I don't know. I, you know, he softened my heart. So agape love is something I, I'm, you know, it's, it's real. And yeah, I, dude, I love that. I love the wholesomeness, like just who you are as an individual is hands down. Uh, I know God gets the glory. I'm just saying, you know, as a fellow man, uh, great job and thank you. And one of the most, one of the most, maybe the most impactful a man that's ever been in my life came from, you know, a severe handicap. He had muscular dystrophy and, and he was bound to a wheelchair all of his life. And to this day, I still say that he did more to plant seeds in me to, to, you know, like he would, he would pray prayers over me that I knew he would not be around to see come to fruition. He would not see the harvest oh, yeah. from those yeah. prayers. And he was, you know, he was handicapped. He lived on, I think it was, 800 bucks a month or 850 bucks a month, mm-hmm. but he always made it a point to talk about Jesus with me and to talk about God in a time that I didn't want to hear about those things. So no, sure. You yeah. Know, yeah. Kudos, yeah. kudos to you. So keep going. Well, Let's thank see. You. you, uh, so yeah. you, you did come back to Nebraska. You, you said, Hey, there's not a whole lot of competition here. It's time to sell some, some sheds and, uh, you got this concrete going. What, what are you feeling at this point? Hey, Stop what you're doing. Listen to this mini barn sponsor. Are you a shed builder looking to partner with an established shed company who wants to grow? Heritage Building Company of Statesville, North Carolina, currently serves North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee, and Georgia, and are seeking shed builders to partner with to expand their reach and establish long-term possibilities with the Heritage Building Company brand. If you desire to take your shed building expertise to the next level, contact Merritt Eaton of Heritage Building Company at 704-881-4570 or email merit at heritagebuildingco.biz today. Uh, freaked out. <laughs> um, uh, but at, at the same time, very, very motivated, very, yeah. very driven. So, yeah, I went out and bought um, enough of lumber to basically – um, I kind of budgeted what it would take to um, build about 16 sheds. And I, so I built four. I, I had access to a little 32-foot shed trailer. And so, you know, I could haul, you know, I figured two at a time, you know, depending on the size. But I would, I built, uh, I would build four, four sheds and then I would hit the road, um, go around to different towns and asking for, uh, to set up deep dealerships. So, yeah, keep in mind, prior to, to, to this, I only built sheds for, I think, about 10 months. <laughs> and so had no experience on the business end of things. Uh-huh. Had uh, no experience even in the shed hauling. My my only my only shed hauling training was um, I rode with, with one shed hauler for one day. And we delivered like I think about six sheds that day. Didn't strap a building down. Didn't <laughs> drive the truck. Didn't drive the mule. Just rode along and watched. And that was my shed hauling training. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man! <laughs> Congratulations! Yep, so <laughs> throw, throw, throw you to the wolves. Here you go. That's figure, exactly figure it out, right. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly right. 
I bet um, there's some stories out there that could mimic the same thing you're talking about. Uh, they would say, yeah, there yeah. might even be some guys said, you mean you got to watch before you got started? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah. So yeah, I would build, like I said, build four, four sheds, um, hit the road, look for dealers, find somebody, go, go home and grab those four sheds, go out, set them down come back, build four more sheds, hit the road again, go out, look for, for more dealers. Then I've made a commitment that by the time those 16 buildings are built, I'm not going to build anymore until sales start, you know, to get coming in. Mm-hmm. And that's basically, basically the way I, I, I ended up gr- growing it was as, as an order would come in, I'd, I'd build it deliver it take that money go 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 buy some more lumber and do it again yeah just repeat you know uh repeat the process over and over until you begin to scale a little bit you touched on something Mm -hmm. a little earlier this is uh, an opportunity to get gerald here in on this and uh uh, i kind of want to was hoping to get a little bit on gerald's background but that's part of Mm -hmm. his uh introduction into your company as you were talking about the business end, Gerald, I'll give mm-hmm. you a few questions about that. But if you don't care, give me a little bit of the, you know, your history, uh, uh, you know, and, and who you are and just kind of how you got introduced to the shed industry as well, if you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I grew up in an agriculture setting, grew up on a dairy farm, did some construction in my teenage years, but never really enjoyed it. I always enjoyed ag and um, the opportunity came up to, uh, to branch out and kind of be a, a sale, be in sales in a variety of things, uh, some short line equipment, feed sales. So I kind of started up a little dealership doing that. Um, that kind of morphed into uh, working for an online auction company called Big Iron. Which I worked with them for about seven years as a sales rep. And uh, that's kind of where I learned a lot of my uh, a lot of sales techniques. Really enjoy, I really enjoy sales, getting out and meeting people and interacting with them and just love helping people find a solution to, to whatever their need is. And so I really enjoyed uh, the sales world and uh, really enjoyed my time there with Big Iron as well. Uh, I learned a lot there that pretty much anything you learn in sales is applicable mostly to all industries, really. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've been able to take a lot of that and bring it over here into the shed industry, um, although there are some you know unique things in each industry as well. But yeah, so uh, in the meantime, through that process, I uh, moved here to Nebraska to the same community here where Wendell's at. We attend church together, and uh, by the way, he's our he's our deacon. Does a really good job there for us, awesome. and uh, enjoy enjoy going to church with him. So I've been here in the community for several years and uh, continue to work for Big Iron. Um, and then recently, some some changes came up within the company there that I didn't agree with. And I uh, wasn't sure what I was going to do. And at the same time, Wendell uh, presented me with a job opportunity. And so that's kind of how I uh, came into the, the business here at Mid-America. So. That's great, man. And uh, let, let, me, let me add there a little, little bit. So I was, I was needing somebody in the, on the sales side really bad because <laughs> I don't enjoy the, tech, the technology side of it. All right? Sure. And so I, 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 I heard through the grapevine a little bit about uh, some uh, some things there with with Gerald and his business, and so just as a as a con- concerned person, I went to him and, and, and just asked him, you know, how yeah, what's what's going on here? Yeah. Had no, I had no ulterior motives just, at all. Just, just, the, just, and I believe that. Like for for those, who, for those that don't know you, I, I do. I believe that the. They got to get to. They got to get to know you here, Wendell. Oh, carry, carry on, carry on. Yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, Gerald kind of filled me meet me in here and uh, yeah on it and um, and yeah, I just I, I wished him the best and I I left uh, from that conversation and it was a couple of days later. All of a sudden, it just kind of bore my mind. My wheels started just turning. I was like, man, this guy would be really, really good for mid America. And I kind of passed it off and, but it wouldn't leave me. And finally, like one day it was, it was really, really strong, man. Just give Gerald a call and just ask him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's, that's what I did, and uh, it was. I'm I'm convinced it was the Lord's leading. That's for sure. Well, hey, they, they said, I've heard my pastor say many times, obedience is greater than sacrifice, and 
uh, <laughs> you know, the, the spirit puts something on your mind over and over and over or to go talk to a guy, whether it's about a job or whether it's about just, just anything. And, uh, I have found in those moments, I've never been disappointed to listen to, uh, that, mm-hmm. that, that, that little voice, you know, uh, telling me to do that. Even if I don't always understand the outcome or, or always get the validation from it, I always feel better about knowing that I did. Yeah. Um, I think you got one of the best. I mean, I think that if uh, if uh, Gerald was out there on the market, I, I think that you picked up absolutely one of the best. I've had a chance to meet him. He's very good at what he does. I really want to talk with him about sales because I have been very passionate about sales myself. And uh, I wasn't until I got into selling sheds. And then the next thing you know, you're reading books. You're trying to perfect your craft. You're just trying to get better. And, and it's like a puzzle. Uh, with each customer, to me, you're trying to figure out how to help them, what they need, uh, what's the best way to do it. I, I was talking with someone yesterday, Gerald. I, I want to get your opinion on this. And you know, I was I was nudging uh, Wendell for a time. Hey, I really think that it sounds like you just like to build sheds. It sounds like you need a sales manager. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's yep. uh, it sounds like that's what you need. You know, but I'm I'm not in a consultative space. You know, I just kind of offer advice and 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 go from there. But and I think he picked up one of the best. And there are some common denominators among sales fields. I think if you're selling in ag or if you're selling sheds or if you're selling light bulbs, you know, it, it really doesn't matter. Uh, I think you can take some of those common denominators and move them from one industry to the next. What would you say is something you've noticed that's specific just to the shed industry uh, in your in your short time there so far? Yeah, I'm not real sure what to say about that. I would say that uh, probably so, and I'm just basing this off of my experience from being in agriculture. So agriculture is very much a relationship-oriented business, mm-hmm. uh, way more so than the shed industry. So um, in the ag industry, you uh, create relationships with the farmers, and that takes time. Uh, but then those, those relationships, once developed, create a, a ton of repeat business and trust. And, and I see some of that in the shed industry, but I, I do see a lot of people that make or are quicker to make snap decisions maybe in the shed industry, if that makes sense. Um, that would probably be one thing I would see a little different. So I think it's a perfect point. Um, I have heard of customers buying multiple sheds, but generally speaking, like you said, in an ag in, in industry, you're building the relationship so that you can get constant business, re- return, repeat business. Um, you can do that with sheds. I mean, I think it'd probably be a little bit better, maybe getting referrals. If anything else, you're, you know, you're, you're getting uh, something like that, but yeah, I mean, you, you might, you're not going to have someone coming back on a monthly basis, you know, or probably even a, a yearly basis to buy a shed. I know there's some yeah. people who say, Oh, I've had that. And, I, and I'm sure, you know, that they're, that they're there, but generally speaking, you know, sheds meant to last and that's why we sell quality sheds and, and, and they're going to last. And unless they just need a bigger shed, uh, which does happen, uh, but you're only gonna be able to sell them so many times. So you would say almost more, more of an impulsive buyer in the shed industry. And I, 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 the reason yeah, I agree somewhat. with well, the reason I, I would agree with it is I was having the conversation with someone yesterday and we were talking, whether it be cash sale or RTO, slowing the customer down long enough to explain on a cash sale, you know, you can just cash and carry, get it, come get it, get it out the door. Um, this is what we offer. Uh, and they're ready to buy. They're ready to buy on RTO, maybe a little bit, uh, slower because you, you don't just need to explain the quality of shed that they're getting. You need to explain the, the payment process and the, you know, how, how that's going to go, what options exist and things like that. And make sure they've got a good understanding of how that process works. Uh, it's all, it's all there written legally in the contract, but you kind of feel like you have to slow them down because a lot of times, uh, a conversation I was having yesterday, uh, this is an online salesperson. He's a new online salesperson selling for a company. And the discussion we literally had was how do you slow the customer down long enough for you to say what you need to say that way they feel educated on the buying process or, or on the, the rental process. Yeah. I, I had a lot of, I had a whole lot of impulsive customers <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I struggled with, uh, with, uh, trying to sell them something because I was very methodical in sales. I was definitely, I'm a relationship builder. There's a, there's a book that talks about that, uh, talks about, uh, the four different types of uh, salespeople. And I'm definitely a relationship guy. And it says, 
most companies will want a relationship guy because they feel like that's the person who's trying to take care of the customer the most, but they're not necessarily always the strongest performer in terms of sales, which was pretty accurate for me. Mm-hmm. It's almost easy to uh, talk someone out of buying something if I didn't think it was the best thing for them, but I didn't want to spend their money for them. I just wanted to educate them the most I could. Uh, what do you, yeah. what do you, what are you bringing to the table uh, with Wendell in terms of what you see for sales process? You don't have to give us away any of your, uh, you know, competitive uh, advantages or whatever. But what what do you think are things that, you know, are a focal point for you in these early stages? Probably, and this is something I did even in ag sales, is just you treat everybody with respect. Don't burn down any bridges, even if you have a bad happening or a bad experience with somebody in a sales. You know, I've seen so often where people have bad interactions in a sales presentation or whatever. Maybe the sales went wrong or the product wasn't as delivered. And you see both sides getting, you know, upset at each other. And, you know, I'm never going to talk to you again and that sort of thing. And I've always tried to keep the bridges open, still treat those people with respect and um, try to show a caring attitude. And a lot of times they'll come back around, mm-hmm. uh, you know, later on. And, um, and yeah, I think uh, just educating customers about the product we offer, what's significant, why should you buy from us versus someone else, just trying to be transparent and, and um, try to be open with them and, and let them feel you don't want to be that snake oil salesman, I guess is what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, so. yeah. You've got a really good sales guy out there that I had an opportunity to meet uh, and Mike, and I like this is something that, you know, um, I'll do regularly. Uh, I kind of got onto this idea because um, – me and Jim would do this, uh, Coleman from JMAG, he kind of got me started on this. Uh, but uh, many of us would be just here and there and everywhere. And we would talk about, uh, cause you know, we're talking about sheds for sale, uh, so often. And we were trying to figure out what the customer's perspective is on a, on a shed. Like, where do you go to get a shed? What do you even call it? You know? So I actually did this while I was out there with Mike, we had a, a waitress who was, uh, waiting on our, our table. And I was like, watch this. I try to do this everywhere I go. And I said, Hey, if I was looking for a little bit of uh storage place to put storage, where I just got some things to store. Where, where would I, where would I go around here? Uh, if I was new to town and I, you know, you know, there's these storage units down here or whatever. I say, ah, oh, you know, I'd rather have something in my backyard, uh, close by. Oh, you could probably get like a shed. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where would I go to get a, a shed? And they'll almost always say like home Depot or Lowe's. Um, and, and we, we do this yeah. just as a, you know, edge because it's educating. We're, we're trying to figure out where is the best place to educate customers on, you know, what we do as a shed industry. Uh, do you find that that's common that most people still don't know that they can get a, a shed brought to their backyard, uh, on a rental contract for, for an extended period of time? Do you think that's a, a common theme for a customer in say even Nebraska? Hello from your friends at RTO National. Are you wanting to grow your business? Are you trying to figure out which software to select, what programs to use, and how to make it all work together? We offer lease purchase, our rent-to-own product, as well as simple interest financing for qualifying buyers on your retail products. We also have a dealer management system with website and 3D configurator integrations to help streamline processes and improve efficiency. We have it all in one place and just a call away. We are your one-stop shop. At RTO National, we make success simple. Become a preferred dealer partner today. Interested? To find out more, go to rtonational.com or email us at contactus at rtonational.com or just simply give us a call down here in South Carolina at 833-588-1802. We look forward to talking to you soon. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Because I, uh, I like to do a lot of stuff online, Facebook or whatever, and you get people with these questions like you, you spell everything out in the ad, you know, but then they're still like, so you deliver this to my backyard and, and then you'll set it up for us. And I'm like, yeah, this is, you know, this is a pre-built structure, uh, delivered, fully assembled and placed in your backyard. And, and, um, and so, yeah, a lot of times people, I think they have that concept of buying something in a box at Home Depot that's plastic and then putting it together in their backyard, maybe, you know, so I, and, and a lot of times I, I find that they're frustrated with the quality of some of those sheds they're seeing at, you know, Lowe's and Home Depot. And I think that's what 
attracts them to what we have to offer, but they're still not fully educated on on kind of the shed industry, if that makes sense, on how that process works with pre-built structures, you know, mm-hmm. being delivered to their backyard. Uh, and I think I think that offers hope to me. That offers um, a, a long-term vision for, you know, trying to educate the public on that. And, uh, yeah, I want Shed Geek to be as much a part of that as, as anything in trying to show them what, mm-hmm. what does exist, not only with your company, but multiple companies. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you, you couldn't you couldn't deliver a shed. Well, I guess you could. I was about to say, you can't service the California area right now, right? So we need somebody in California who can take care of those, and you may grow into that. And, uh, there, we do have uh, we do have guys even advertising here on the show, you know, wanting to grow, wanting to expand their business and things like that. So. I'm thankful for that, and all of this is really good timing and great conversation. So, uh, Wendell, what do you feel like you're seeing right now? Uh, I have been told it's it's really, I'd say probably 80% I've been told it's slowing down. I find it odd that I'm actually hearing a couple of companies say, um, we're in what? We're into May here when we're doing this interview. Um, it, it may take just a little bit before it goes out, but it's so it's so unusual. I've heard some people say that our sales are up because the the pricing's up, but our units are down. Uh, then occasionally I'm hearing our units are up, which would mean our units are up uh, already this year and our pricing. So our sales are up too because pricing's still uh, high based off lumber costs and surcharges and lump, I mean fuel and just different things. But I think maybe eighty percent, at least the people I'm talking to, are saying, "Hey, I think we're getting back before like pre-COVID times." So COVID like nineteen. A, a call, phone call I had yesterday, you know, was from a fella asking for recommendations on a website uh, because he said I need to get a 3D configurator, but I need to get a website first. Who would you recommend? And uh, I'm trying to give him different options and things like that, and it, it feels very humbling to be in that opportunity to be able to give that advice i don't take that for granted um but he says oh you know the sales aren't coming just as easy as they used to <laughs> you mm-hmm. know for, yep. like they mm-hmm. were in covid when all that money was out there yeah i'm feeling like i'm yeah. having to start making some changes and start doing some competing you know for my sales now whereas they just came so freely uh but a, a, again yep. a couple of folks are saying that they're up so i'm thinking what is the difference I can tell you that of the three companies that said that they were up, one common denominator were that they were focusing heavily on online sales. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe it's the answer and maybe it's not. I'm just saying that that was something that struck me kind of unique that they did do. Uh, I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that's the only answer. What, what's been your experience? Do you feel like it's starting to level out versus what we saw over the last couple of years? Yeah. So it's it's like um, me, the secretary, even yes, some of the of uh, the workers are saying we're we're actually starting to have fun now, <laughs> <laughs> because because the last two years we were so busy, mm-hmm. so pushed, couldn't get product that we weren't having fun. Um, I mean, it was it was it was nose to the grindstone, you know, dawn till dark, just just trying to keep our our head above water. You know, so yeah, they are down. I would say, I would say they have, they're more back to normal now. And, uh, but yeah, yeah, um, it is slower, but at the same time, yeah, we, we're, we're comfortable now. We're, we're, we're able to get them built in a, in a, in a timely manner, get them built on time now and just not so rushed. And if some of my workers want to take off for a day or two, they can, they can. So, that part we're enjoying. Same time, you know, there there can be a little bit of an apprehension when you when you see, you know, your, your numbers are not, um, you know, where they were the last two years. At the same time, we were expecting that too, some. But and I don't know if this has much to do with it or not. But here in the Midwest, we had a really cold, rainy April, oh. and oh. about. It was about the last of April, first of May, is when was where the the weather really turned around, and we definitely seen an increase in sales when the weather got nice and stayed nice. Yeah. So, I think that had something to do with it. But uh, overall, go ahead. I, I do feel like that's a big chunk of the country. I think would would from those that I've talked to would would kind of mimic that. You always have a guy who's saying, you know, no, I'm actually seeing record numbers and 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 I don't know that could be demographic. I think you'd really have to dig into the the details of that to find out why that 
you know, particular company or, or a couple companies, but by and large, uh, what I'm hearing for the most part was slow down, mm-hmm. you know? So, and, and like I said, maybe that's different. I, I think it depends on how you measure that, you know, in units or in dollars. And I, and I, and I do think that material starting to get back. Um, a lot of our guests will notice by the time this episode comes out, um, and you guys would not know this even yet, but we did secure a studio sponsor for uh, this year, which is Union Grove Lumber Studios, which is what it'll be called. Okay. And even by the time it gets to yeah. this episode, you'll hear Union Grove Lumber Studios. And I, I did get a chance to go out there and, and uh, partner with them and talk to them out there in Union Grove, North Carolina, even recently. And uh, by all means, shameless plug here to say, uh, you know, hey, if, if you're having issues with getting supplies by all means give them a call erica i promise you we'll, we'll take care of you so that's just a shout out to them because i'm so thankful for those that that do decide to partner with me um through sponsorship it means a lot so yeah what do you um with the future where do you think it's going we've kind of addressed uh the two topics of how you got here where it is or what it seems like where do you think it's going wendell what do you think the future of the shed industry is where do you think your your role is and what you hope to do gerald you as well with with all of your sales experience where do you guys want to take this thing i think the sky's the limit and i think you guys have as much potential as anybody you got some amazing dealers uh, i do know that and yeah i just man i'm so happy for you guys but where, where do you guys want to be where do you see it going yeah um Hmm, how to answer that question. <laughs> so where it's been to where it's now, um, I remember when I started back in 2011, a lot of the advice I got from other companies was, I mean, open up a lot in every town and uh, put, yeah, put all the sheds you can in, in, in every town and just yeah, go wide open, you know, that way. Well, that has definitely changed now. So, yeah, so I see that as, as, as a big change, um, in, in the shed industry where you, you know, you're very, a lot more, uh, careful with your dealers and you, um, yeah, um, more the online part of it, you know, not the, not as much the, you know, the, uh, the road frontage as much as it used to be, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it does. So that's the, yeah, that, I see that as a big change um, in where we want to go. Basically, I'm not my my goal is 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 not not to be be the biggest out there. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, I I, I want to be involved in 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 all of it as much as I can. So yeah, my goal has has always been from the very start is I want I I want to provide a good working environment or other, you know, like-minded people. Uh-huh. And I'll, yeah, I want to maintain that. So help is, yeah, if, if I can keep yeah finding good help and keep expanding, that's, that's what, what, what I want to do. Uh, at the same time, I don't, I don't want to want to get to where the, yeah, I lose the original goal of uh, providing a good working environment, um, you know, for people in, in the community if that makes sense. I, it makes perfect sense. When I was a young man, maybe 25 years old, I, I for a small time, I built homes. Uh, and I loved it. I actually enjoyed it. But what I did mm-hmm. not enjoy was um, the, the roughnecks <laughs> that I worked mm-hmm. with. Yep. You know, I did, yep. I, I, some of the lifestyle I, I just didn't want. I felt conviction over some of the ways uh, I talked, some of the things that, you know, they would do and I would, you know, fall into, you know, the temptation of that. And I remember telling myself on the way to work one day, if I could just find, I, I really remember this, if I could find a good Christian company to work for, I feel like I could, I could learn more because, uh, well, my, my dad wasn't much different. My dad was a, a heck of a mechanic. Uh, you know, he had a sixth grade education and, uh, he didn't have a whole lot of patience whenever we was growing up because he was always working. He's always busy, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember many times he would, you know, just take a transmission out, put it right back in like it was nothing. Um, and I would go out there with him and I would attempt to learn some of these things, but I'd, I'd usually end up getting away and get a, get a wrench thrown at me or something. Mm-hmm. You know? yep. And you yep. kind of made me despise wanting to learn anything about, uh, mechanical work. And that's why I guess I kind of, uh, did at least lean toward, you know, the idea of, of carpentry versus, uh, mechanical, uh, type of things, because it was maybe a bit of a rebellious nature that I had in me. Um, but yeah, yeah it was, so it was, it was really in, in, important for me 
to try and learn and, and definitely do my best. I, I wanted to ask this question. This is stuck on my mind. Uh, what, what advice would you give to a manufacturer, Wendell, who is considering or contemplating uh, hiring a sales manager because their passion is to be in the production side and focus on shed building as opposed to point of sale systems, websites, 3D configurators, anything sales related that might help move the shed and, and administrative task, uh, but they're more so the hands and feet, you know, really of the the building side of things. What what advice mm-hmm. would you give to someone? So I, I will say um, that, yeah, there was something that was really hard for, for me to do. Um, I've, I've always been the type where, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm really scared about, you know, hiring this, this new guy on, you know, concerned about uh, not being able to, you know, provide for, for their family. You know, to me, uh, yeah, I always feel a big responsibility, you know, yeah. for that. And my wife keeps keep, keep saying that, that you need to just um, hire people quicker. You know, you're, you, you just take uh, too much on, on yourself. So it was, I felt a big responsibility uh, leave my shoulders when, when G- Gerald left. I mean, I'm sorry, when, when Gerald came on, um, you know, um, with us here. Man, a lot of it is in what you enjoy. Like, I seen that Gerald enjoyed that, that side of, of, of um, the business life. And I, I enjoy, you know, more the, the physical work, you know, um, part of it. And, you know, to, yeah, that, to me, that, that, that was, was a, a lot of it. What someone enjoys is what he, he will do. Um, even if he doesn't know much, he will, he will learn because he, he enjoys it, which, uh, yeah, again, I'm very blessed. Um, Gerald came on <laughs> knowing a lot. Um, uh, yeah, I, again, I, I think that's, that, that, that's a big part of it is hiring somebody that enjoys their field of, of, of work um, can 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 go, go a long ways. Gerald, give me your uh, give me your thoughts on. Uh, believe it or not, we're we're at forty five minutes already. It happened so quick; uh, it really doesn't take long to get there. Give me some of your thoughts on where do you think the industry is going? Just your 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 introduction in this short time to the shed industry and sales. You're good at sales. I noticed that right away. I feel like you could sell anything to anybody. So I know that you're going to do well in terms of selling sheds and really pushing the mid-america structure brand where do you see it going what do you hope to be uh doing with mid-america you know i don't know maybe long term i'm probably throwing too many questions at you i guess give me your give me your forecast for the shed industry for the future yeah yeah so i've always kind of i've only been in the shed industry since february but i've always kind of watched it and just enjoyed seeing how you know seemed like every community had some kind of a little shed manufacturer that involved a lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. and I um, was always kind of intrigued with that. I think from what, from what I've been seeing, you know, over those past years of watching the shed industry as a casual observer and, and now jumping into it, having a shed in your backyard is, is, is cool now. You know, it's, it's something neat to have a shed in your backyard to having a pool house or a dog kennel or, you know, a classy looking shed in the backyard that people love to brag about to their neighbors see that I see that's where the shed industry is, is going and also expanding into, you know, uh, we're offering garages, cabins, tiny homes, if you will. It's so it's, it's really, people are looking at it differently. Um, yeah, like I said, I think it's, it's becoming kind of a cool idea now, you know, to have that shed in your backyard. And so people are are opening up to that idea. And so it's, it's really expanded the sales field the opportunities out there to of people to sell to. And, and I think along with that, going online, social media, websites, I think that's where things are, uh, things are headed. Um, I definitely know they are. <clears throat> and, um, so what I'm, what I like to do, what I, I see huge potential here at mid America. Um, and kind of what I'm, what we're going to be trying to do is, is, uh, educate our dealers on how to utilize those techniques online selling and then um you know and the ones that aren't we're probably going to be looking at maybe weeding those out because honestly they are our our low performers our better performers are the ones that are are doing the online sales social media that sort of thing and that's really the more the market's going and i always whether whatever industry you're in if you don't sell something to somebody somebody else will 
has always been my philosophy. And so you want to hit every opportunity you can. Hey, stop what you're doing. Listen to this mini barn sponsor. Hey, Shed Builder. This is Justin Burnett with Midco Products. We are the nation's leading manufacturer of doors that are designed specifically for the shed industry. And we build a large variety of heights and styles to fit all of your needs. We're also a leading distributor of windows and hardware designed for the shed industry. If we can help you in any way, please give us a call at 270-247-7447. Man, I think you're going to do great. I, I'm, I'm so glad to get to know you and Wendell, and uh, I think that you guys have just uh, so much ahead of you uh, in terms of opportunity. Gerald, I, I, I love your matter-of-fact approach to almost everything I've, I've been flirting with the idea of trying to do some kind of shed selling seminar that really focuses specifically on that and really been trying to wait on the right timing to what, what I feel like, you know, I, I really feel like it's the right time to move forward. And I really think that that probably needs to happen pretty soon. The, the scary thing is it won't be perfected. It'll have problems, you know, like it won't go as smooth as what you want. I've, I've run a couple of banquets before through drug and alcohol rehabilitation to try and, you know, gather, you know, money and things like that to open facilities and stuff like that. And you're always stressed out the day of, I I just remember watching Sam and Jason, uh, you know, at the bash, I remember watching, you know, Micah at the holler hangout and and Travis at the barbecue. Travis was much more laid back, but maybe that's because he's got a, a couple of years under his belt, but he's just a cool dude. And yeah, I got to hang out with you guys for, well, at least Wendell, I know you were there for a small time and mm-hmm. uh, that was yep. an awesome, awesome event. I really, really enjoyed yes, it. Was. Yep. I'm happy to see guys do more of that. I, I can't wait to be at the shed holler bash in, in Ogden, Utah this year. I think those guys do a great job. You got, of course, the the Shed Expo coming up and in Richmond this year. Can't wait for that. I, and I mm-hmm. even seeing Marty, you know, running, you know, several different directions and thinking, wow, I wish I could just help, you know, because he's he's got so much going on. So I, I want to do something, but um, we will see. <laughs> I'm still waiting yeah. on timing, and would love for people to come around it and support it and. You know, shoot, Gerald. Uh, I would, I would love to pull on your expertise as a sales professional to, you know what I mean. Maybe uh, entertain some ideas or see if you'd be willing to be part of it. But listen, guys. I'm yeah, gonna- I, I think, I think uh, what you're presenting there is is something that's really needed in the shed industry. As I mentioned, you know, now that it's the shed, it's expanded into you know more than just the little storage shed. With that, you're dealing with a higher class of people more classes of people and i think it's it's going from you know it used to be you could just be a little gas station and set set a couple sheds out front and whatever you sold is what you sold but you know this this the shed industry is becoming a profession and dealers need educated on how to relate to the public you know in a presentable way how to uh there's just so many things to learn i think or opportunities for people to learn and, and better themselves I think if you, yeah, something that would be presented, some kind of a seller seminar training down that line, I myself would like to see more training on just how to utilize Facebook and social media and websites, you know, search engine optimization and things like that. I've been reading some books, but I myself would be hungry for some more things like that. So I I think you're on to a good idea there. Well, I appreciate that. And hopefully it'll all come through in the right time and, and, and it'll happen with the, uh, what I like to call a spirit of cooperation. You know, uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's very important for me is, uh, for people to embrace it and know that it's imperfect in anything that you do, uh, in anything that you start starting a shed company. I bet Wendell will tell you, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. it's going to be imperfect. And sometimes you just gotta, uh, be able to ignore the, the naysayers and the, all of uh, all of the negativity to say, hey, let's focus on something positive and and something that can be helpful to the whole industry. So, appreciate yep. your support. That's on exactly. That. Yeah, let me insert here real real quick here, Shannon. Don't sure. um, if you're worried about uh, about failure here, there. Don't 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 worry about it because yeah, if you we if you uh, what's what's the wording? If if you don't don't try, you can't fail. And yeah. you know, yeah, I I'd say. Uh, Go, go for it and we'll back you any way we can. 
Hey man, you are you are you are cool as ice, Wendell. I appreciate you as a friend, and I just uh, getting to know you. And uh, what I love about the podcast, man, is getting being able to let your personality, uh, the guest personality, shine through. And uh, it seems like we've had so much in in terms of suppliers, and I want to continue to do that because they do help the show continue to move forward. But I, I really want to open up something for the the dealers so that they can be part of that too. And man, there's nothing I love more than the industry and being able to give back and show your personalities and uh, try to. It's it it almost feels like a bit of a ministry for me in some ways to mm-hmm. be able to get on here and 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 do that and. You know, to God be the glory for all of it, honestly. One of my favorite guys who's actually in the shed industry, uh, I won't mention who he is, but he said, you know, I can't get up and walk <laughs> through that door with his, without his permission, you know, without, without mm-hmm. God's permission. Yep. So I, it's always stuck with me. And uh, if he's a listener, he'll he'll know that I always appreciated his uh, guidance and things like that. So anyhow, I will, uh, I've actually got to uh, go travel and do another podcast here yet today that'll be uh, coming up on a future episode. So I just appreciate you guys so much. I I really hope that what you're doing continues to be successful, and I know it will. Wendell, if you don't mind, uh, I hate to put the pressure on you, but we love prayer here at the Shed Geek Podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you don't care, would you care to just maybe say something over the industry? Uh, And after after we talk, you guys are free to go. But if you don't care, just just to say a prayer over everything today. Sure, yeah. Yep, not a problem. All right, let's pray. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, for this uh, opportunity to serve you uh, today, Lord. Lord, we acknowledge that it's because of you is why we can get up in the morning and go out and and work. And Lord, we want to use our resources to honor and and glorify you. Just want to commit our lives to you, Lord. Keep everyone safe out there, the shed builders, the shed haulers. And if it's not prayed against your will there, and we just want to commit this day to you, Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much. I hope you all have just a great week. Gerald, pleasure getting to know you. Wendell, same can be said. Want to end on a high note and say say thank you, man. It really does mean a lot. And thank you for the words of encouragement uh, there, Wendell. Yep. That, means, yep. that means a lot, too. So. Well, good. Well, good. All right. Well, you guys yeah. have a blessed week, and I uh, can't wait to see you guys again. Hopefully it's not too too long in between trips yeah no yep. that hey, sounds, sounds good, good all right yeah. we'll talk to you soon yep. okay yep. thank, thank you. you bye yep bye welcome back to another episode of the shed geek podcast this is mo lunsford of union grove lumber We would like to welcome you to the Union Grove Lumber Studios. Hey, we're this year's studio sponsor. And this is your host, Shannon Latham. Here at the Shed Geek Podcast, we give you education you can use and entertainment you need.